Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. So we welcome you back to the airwaves of Radio Islam International. Uh, we're taking a look at uh, empowering learning environments. Now, you know, in the realm of education, the pursuit of empowering learning environments has become paramount. Such environments transcend conventional teaching, embracing a holistic approach that nurtures both academic growth as well as emotional well-being. Now, to take us through this discussion, we're speaking to Sister Nazifa Sibda. She's an educator at the Greenside Primary School. Uh, Sister Nazifa, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to Radio Islam and Jazakallah so much for your time. Alhamdulillah, the pleasure is all ours. So maybe you can tell us more about, you know, how, how, how does one go about creating, uh, you know, how, how, how can you create empowering classrooms, especially for student growth? Um, a crucial aspect of teachers' professional knowledge is perceiving their power in a manner that does not oppress students' creativity. So a crucial point is the establishment of a strong rapport between the teacher and students. Um, when we create an environment where, where students um, feel that uh, they have a certain power instead of, you know, just listening to the teacher it, it creates an environment where they feel cared for and this helps students to achieve their goals by um, knowing that they are cared for and they have the environment to thrive why is student well-being vital in learning and how can it be addressed okay so there are several facets um, in education that play a role in students success um, students well-being, uh, which encompasses their physical, their mental, alongside uh, with their social life, needs to be in order. And the reason for this is um, obviously it revolves around how they develop cognitively. Um, if a student, uh, for instance, is physically um, not functioning, they are sleep deprived, they come to school without a nutritious diet, um, this will not help them to function at an optimal level. Uh, emotionally, if they are coming from an environment where they don't feel safe or if they're coming to school and feel like their safety is threatened by bullying or uh, you know other occurrences, then this will also have an impact on their ability to learn um, and um, gain knowledge. Um, and um, socially, also, if a, if a student comes from um, a, a poverty background, and they're now in an environment where they're mixed with many different kinds of learners, affluent learners, uh, this will have an impact on their self-worth and again hinder their ability to learn. Okay, Jazakallah for that. Now, you know, uh, Sister Nazifa, yourself coming from the teaching fraternity itself, you obviously have uh, a whole lot of experiences that is, as far as that is concerned. So maybe you could share with us uh, some tips for mindful teaching to enhance engagement. Okay, um, so just on that note, um, I, I do have, uh, especially in this, this generation, um, it is um, evident that there are many different learners from many different backgrounds coming um, from diffic difficult situations and um, households. Uh, for instance, just this year, um, in doing my interviews with the learners, I found that 
50 to 60 percent of the learners come from divorced uh, homes. So mindful teaching involves being present, attentive, and aware of your, your classroom um, and fostering an environment that promotes engagement, focus, uh, and emotional well-being. So um, I think uh, in order to um, establish this, we need to first set the tone. Um, I like to, to begin the lessons with just uh, breathing, being present, um, and also allowing the learners to be heard. Um, we should have active listening in class. I like to have uh, a talking stick where when learners have the talking stick, everyone in the classroom uh, should be attentive and listen to them. Um, also by encouraging reflective writing, um, it is very crucial uh, for learners to, to self reflect and by incorporating some of these strategies we can enhance emotional well-being and and promote um, engagement um, in the classroom what is the role of healing practices in boosting student resilience okay so um, healing practices play a crucial role in boosting student resilience by providing students with tools and strategies to cope with adversity, overcome challenges, and, and thrive in the face of difficulty. Um, it promotes relaxation and, and stress reduction. Um, it also encourages reflection and self-care, which are essential components of resilient building. Um, and we, this will all emphasize uh, the, the importance of growth and, and learning to the students. Okay, now, uh, you know, do you have certain strategies that you can uh, help our listeners and ourselves understand, you know, as far as fostering self-awareness and empathy in education is concerned? Okay, um, in, in today's time, I think the learners are exposed uh, to, to a lot of bad in terms of media and just what they're exposed to. So one way to cultivate empathy is to firstly model it in the in the classroom. Um, I think teachers uh, should uh, be the role model where we inspire acts of kindness and, and empathy. Um, also in terms of self-awareness, um, self-reflections, and just being aware of how uh, to deal with your emotions, um, how you are feeling, and how best to deal with situations. If we can just teach uh, learners those tools, um, then it will help to foster uh, self-awareness and empathy. Sister Nazifa, Jazakla, so much for your time this morning. Some uh, very, very, very beautiful and pertinent advice as well that you have shared with us, our listeners. And, uh, yeah, if there is any educators out there, there's some beautiful advice that you have shared. But, you know, I don't think it's just for educators. I think it's important even for, 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 for parents to know these things. Jazakla, so much for your time, and we hope to speak again. Amin, um, Jazakla.